Hey guys, welcome to episode 18 of the Grab Life podcast. I'm delighted to have my good friend with me, Tom Kelly. Um, and Tom is a very important person for this podcast, podcast because um, it's my discussions with him that we had every day in the UCD restaurant um, over some greasy chips and sausages that... Uh, not in lectures. <laughs> yeah, not in lectures. That, uh, that made me want to do this. So Tom now um, is a qualified accountant in a small accounting firm in Dublin called Ormsby and Rhodes. Um, and it's great to have you with us. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, it's a bit surreal for me because I listen to at least one podcast every day. I Do you actually? Yeah. Every day and have for ages. Like I've listened to Joe Rogan since it was double digits. So right. like very early time. Yeah. I listened to it when I was in, I think I started when I was in like fourth year in school. Or and you got me into Tim Ferriss as well. Yeah. So I bounce around them. Most of them are not that educational. Right. <laughs> but, but of course, Grad Life is the only one you're Yeah, I've been exclusively been listening to this. And if, you're, uh, if you are listening now and you've listened to Grad Life previously, prepared to feel very good about yourself because I'm probably not nearly as impressive <laughs> as most of the guests. They're very, very impressive young people. And so um, I, really, I really enjoy them. I think they'd be great value for people. Well, I just kind of think that um, the reason, obviously, the whole thing came about was I was trying to provide a service that I wished that I had when I was in college. Oh, 100%. Um, and I think you and I, particularly with our conversations, probably would have benefited from having input from somebody who actually knew they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, massively, <laughs> massively, yeah. I often say about it, it's like, when you're in school and stuff, you might get like be lucky enough to get somebody's parent or someone to come and speak to you, and they could be like, I don't know, outstanding at like, or they could be outstanding in their field. They could be like a consultant as a doctor or a senior counsel as a barrister. But and as great as that is, it's actually not that applicable if you're mm-hmm. a leaving cert student. It's kind of like, how are you gonna, you know, you don't know they they probably sat you know whatever professional exams or college you know so long ago that the, the rules have completely changed. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of myths as well. Hopefully it's. You know, it's changed from when I was in school, but I know, like, when we were, I was in school, I was told, oh, well, if you're not good at history or you're not the best in English, you know, don't do law or, you know, don't do become a barrister. Everyone's heard that. Yeah. That's not, that's, you know, now I could tell you that, that I know that not to be the truth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At yeah. all. Um, or not to be the case or don't become an accountant if you're not, you know, like a very, very, like, you know, very near the top of your honors maths class, you know, and that's not the, the case either. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, no, I think there's a lot of benefit from, I think people at, I don't know, my level, you know, who are maybe a few years into their career, professional career, talking back to students, um, because there's just so much unknown to you and you kind of have to learn it as you go, um, up, up to now. And I think it's not, I, I think there's so, there's just so much applicable advice that you yeah, be given that would save you a lot of time. So what you're talking about is like probably the founding premise of this whole thing. Um, as I say, and the way you talk about, say, your 50-year-old business person talking to a, yeah. a business grad at the moment, there's a language barrier there. There's an actual language barrier there mm. where the grad is entering a world that is just very, very different, technologically driven. And yeah. the 50-year-old didn't ever work in that world because mm. technology didn't even exist when they were a business grad, yeah. you know? And then another, another kind of theory I have is that empathy wears off. So to give an example, when I was 21, I might have, on some grounds, given better advice to a 15-year-old than I'd be able to now. Because yeah. my empathy that I have with the 15-year-old is fading over time because yeah. I'm moving into a completely different space. And you, and know? you fall out of whack as well because exactly. you're, you're, not, you're, you're, not, you're not cool anymore. Like yeah. you, don't, you don't really know. Like, uh, like, say your older brother was able to give you advice. But like, you know, it'd be hard for him to go and talk to, you know, a 15 year old now because, yeah. like, you know, I, I was even one of the lads there was talking about his, his brother says that 
uh, his little brother is in third year in school and that him and his friends don't even have each other's they can be best friends don't even have each other's phone numbers what it's only snapchat that you they text through it's the only way they text just snapchat that's mad so like he didn't have his best friend's phone number because they asked because they ring him and that's he said mad. no isn't that like how crazy is that and that's it's not even just whatsapp we're 26 yeah and yeah. we're completely out of touch yeah no, i'm an old man yeah. it's unbelievable yeah. um so yeah that's the founding premise and they give these guys input from relevant people who are going through something a that these guys are about to go through imminently and b who have just come out of what they're currently going through yeah, 100%. Um, and i think that's a kind of great foundation for relatability um so going into that then going into your mindset in college and the chats that we would have every day we were both very ambitious and we've both taken very different routes yeah and i think that's a point of interest and i'd love to yeah. know the kind of strategy that which is um, funny because a lot of our strengths probably in university were similar in some ways we have one strength we have one strength yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one move one yourself one move uh, yeah so one trick yeah. I don't know if there was one year left I would have got tired of seeing them <laughs> everyone's catching up there at the end I was, uh, I was a bit scared of it yeah so presenting was basically the only thing that we kind of recognised very I, I think it was probably in one of our first tutorials I remember like just from having some experience prior to university of speaking in front of people, um, my God, like, not that it was like any formal training or anything, it just gave you such a leg up. Yeah. People were so exposed, and a lot of them in a business degree, um, uh, there was just so much presenting in, 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 in UCD. Part of it, yeah. Oh my God, yeah, there was always be a lovely 20 or 30% up for grabs. And like, you could also do the least work in the group. Because oh, we yeah. just go, yeah, I'll do the present, and loads of people just hate it. It's like a, it's a fear of theirs. Well, we both took the same strategy. We go to the people who are much smarter than you and say, "Hey, do you want to be a partner? You do the yeah. what you're good at. I'll do what I'm good at, and we should balance out." Yeah, there's sometimes you know I wouldn't have even you know I mean whatever project we're doing, I mightn't have even read it or logged into the whatever like game or something <sighs> we're supposed to be playing. Like I wouldn't have even done it. You just go up in our talk and that was the only <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I guess that little bit of confidence goes a long way. So if you are a, if you are a leaving cert student let's say listen to this i know you've got a lot on your plate but like if you can get an opportunity to speak in front of your school or anything even with something tiny like i know some schools can have a, a prayer in the morning or they could have mm. like an assembly and just reading something aloud yeah. like even if it's something you're reading from a cue card like that is definitely going to stand to you and like as awkward as an experience that is you're better, you're better off getting the cobwebs out of the way and don't let it be in university when there's percentages on the line absolutely so my version of that and i kind of think that it's, it's it's almost like a high jump to use that analogy that once the bar is set at a certain height whatever is below that seems okay so for me on the when i went to australia the first time out with um, the lads after, straight after school at the end of that year we we're thanking the school for the year they had given us etc and I was asked to do the speech. So I had the speech in front of 1,300 people right. on stage. And they called my name out there, like, I'm now on behalf of the Gappies, we're going to have markup. And I literally froze. And that is absolutely easily the most frightened I've ever been in my life. And a good kind of tip that I used to get through was just start, just rain jokes on them. <laughs> just so you know, like, just joke after joke. And it completely breaks down the kind of tension that exists in your head, whether or not it exists for everyone else. Yeah. And makes you much more comfortable, develops a, um, a kind of a dynamic between yourself yeah, and, and the audience. And even if you aren't, say, like someone who maybe is, you know, I mean, that, like, that good at delivering jokes or is that funny you know fall back on what you are comfortable on and to, to speak aloud so say you're just like really strong at like whatever the content 
of what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Like, whatever, like there's a lot of substance to what you say, which would not be the case for myself most of the time. <laughs> but if I if 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 that was what it was, then you can just fall back on that and be sure like you know at least what you're saying. Yeah. And you just need to keep concentrating on the delivery. Yeah. You know, and that's something that um I say to some people I know who may have to present in work and stuff like that and they kinda of say to me like, Oh I'm so nervous, I don't like it. I'm just kinda of say it's just uh, it's like you you'll know way more than the people sitting in front of you like you know what I mean yeah. it's kind of like if you're a teacher and you get thrown a class that you don't like which you didn't really formally study and you just really yeah. stay a chapter ahead of the kids and that's exactly that's, yeah. what people ask me about it in college and I would say two things a in college unfortunately half your audience isn't listening they're just not yeah. they're bloody on their phone or thinking yeah. about it checking Last someone time. else in the class whatever and the second thing is the part you are listening you definitely know more about them than the topic and then on top of that, you have an assumed authority over them. Yeah, they have, you have read the, the case floor. study or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And you have the floor and it is just assumed by way of the fact that you're standing there and they're sitting down and you're delivering and they're just part of the audience. Yeah, sure. it is, you have this assumed authority. And what I encourage people to do when they're presenting and they're nervous is to take that assumed authority by the reins and own it sort of. So rather yeah. than cowering and thinking, Oh, I'm going to be caught out here. Yeah, you know, grow into that assumed authority and allow it to take it up as high, take you up as high as it can. Yeah, just making eye contact with people and you know smiling. Yeah, just make a and and projecting your voice is going to make it. Yeah, difference. there's some. Do you know what I mean? Some it, very it, simple. It gives things. such an air of confidence. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I I, I went to, I went to I went to university. I suppose my first choice in my CAO. I was thinking back on it today, just because I you knew I was doing the podcast. Right. First choice in my CAO was business and law, um, and I missed out on that by ten points. But I I that was put there as you know what I mean like. I had no, I had no, I, I had no intention. I never really thought that I would ever get that many points. So I, that was what I would have rather yeah. do, but I knew I wasn't going to get the points. Yeah, yeah. I just knew it. So I missed it by 10 points and then I got into commerce, which was my second choice. I know the points have gone up a lot because I'm conscious of who might be listening to this. So um, I know the points have gone up a lot. I think it's like 500 now for commerce. Nice. Um, makes so, us look Yeah, better. it makes us look fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 445, I think, when we did it. Um, yeah. So I, would, yeah. I got 470 back then. So, 480 was business and law. I think that's shot up loads as well. Right, but okay. I, I don't know. Are people really getting smarter or, you know, or is the test getting easier? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? How is it, how is it so inflated? You know, I know there's extra points for different things now. Yeah, people are getting like 630 or 625 yeah, and something that's yeah, mad as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're just figuring out the system. That would be my best Yeah, case. maybe they're getting better at the exam. God, I don't know. So not smarter, okay? Yeah, not smarter. Good <laughs> possibly. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, so, but... So you went into commerce in the end and you kind of... You, yeah, you did I, I was very happy with that because I, I, to be honest, I did not think I would get in. Um, right, okay. I did not think I'd get as many points as I did, so I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. And then went into university and to be honest, like I think for a lot of kids, like if you're in there, like you're still on six-year holiday and the next thing you know, you're, you're in the RDS and you're, you're, you're sitting your, your first semester exams and you don't know what the hell you're doing. And I, I, had, done, I had done locally, fortunately, um, I... I, you know, I don't know, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do at all when I was in, in school, but I knew I probably wanted what direction I wanted to go in, which is mm. a big leg up. Like, I knew, I know they say to you oftentimes, like, oh, do a science um, to keep your options open or to do this. I, I'm sure that's good advice, but for me, I knew, like, I'm never going to do, I'm never going to be a scientist or a doctor yeah. or anything like that. So um, I, I, I knew business or potentially maybe law or something like that, just something I could do, you know, yeah. capital languages as well. So I was just like, uh, I just kind of try focus on subjects like score high marks and 
uh, ones that I, I, I can do well in. So yeah. I did all three businesses. I did geography. Right, okay. Um, and then I did past German just to get get that get through that yeah 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 um, pick up the points yeah so i did I, that's that's the way that's what i did and then i just uh i, I the three businesses really stood to me um 100 especially the accountancy in school yeah really stood to me i had a good teacher so that like that literally got me through i would say right into right past the first semester in second year in commerce which is a lot yeah same here so my yeah, yeah, i did really very nice. very little study you know i even admit to it yeah. but i never uh, i never failed an exam in university thank god i used to say it was like a floyd mayweather-esque record you know very few <laughs> knockouts but uh, a lot of wins so yeah. i i didn't uh, i never failed a module but I, 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 I didn't get a lot of A's, definitely not. I was kind of really fighting, and one of the like, difficult things then when I was applying for jobs was my, I was below a 2-1 going into my last semester, so that was tough. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, chasing it, and having to try to convince people who were interviewing you that, like, not only was I going to get the grade for them to take a chance of me, but then, you know, I was, most of the jobs I was interviewing for had professional examinations yeah. with it, and when I was, like, you know, they're obviously much tougher and they're probably thinking, Jesus, this guy can't even get to get yeah. college. Uh, good luck to him for professional exams. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. That was a, that was a big, that was a, that used to be a, my main talking point that they used to kind of hammer me on in interviews um, when I was in, 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 in my final year. Um, but my whole mindset through college, I guess, was your question. I, I don't know. Like, I, to be honest, I remember really genuinely thinking about what I was going to do with myself in second year in college. And right. I really thought I was just going to open a gym or something. That's what I want to zone in on is the final year. Like when yeah. you're in final year and people are joining accounting firms or marketing firms, whatever it might be, yeah. you had the personality, the skill set, et cetera, for sales or marketing or anything. And, and to be honest, in final year, mm. I hadn't ruled out being a barrister. Mm. Um, so that's how open it still was but you really went strict onto accounting then sort of yeah so well I would say so it, commerce is uh, we did just normal commerce so that was like three years three year degree which is very short time to be in university it like you, you don't know what you're going to do and, and one thing I would say a lot of times to like I say if I do talk to people who are maybe in like university or in school like don't be intimidated by the people around you. Like it was really big in our in in college. I remember there's so many people where you know they everyone wants to have a plan. Like everyone wants to yeah. have this amazing plan. It's the same when you meet people, you can meet someone in a pub tonight, and they would you know they want to sell you like they've got this really big plan. They got everything together, and you just feel terrible about yourself. Yeah. Like, How the hell am I meant to? Yeah, but there was always was a group it, it was real narky, but then you always think to yourself, actually looking back on it now, and they be sharing notes and all this kind of stuff, and like. I used to just think like, oh, like this is like they've all got their everything together. I wish I was like that, but like in reality, you shouldn't really know what you're gonna do. Mm. You know, at that age, I I definitely as of late become a lot more comfortable with not knowing exactly what you know I'm gonna be or what I'm gonna achieve. But all I know is that obviously I want to just try to keep moving in a direction where I'm improving in yeah. in the areas that I want to improve it. And as long as I think I'm still progressing and learning and gaining experience then you know um, in the general direction i'm going to eventually get somewhere where i'm happy you know what yeah. I mean? because i don't um i don't think i think like everyone used to be like oh well, i'm going to work in this job and i'm going to qualify in this and then the next time i'm going to get promoted and then i'm going to move to australia and then i'm going to do this or yeah. I'm going to move to, and you just kind of think to yourself like wow like you're where, not leaving any accountability yeah. for the wind or, or any like yeah and it was know? just like and it was really intimidating and it's so like it's, you couldn't say to them oh I'm, like, you felt like a loser if you said like Jeez, I actually don't really know what I want to do. Yeah. So I, I remember panicking and doing an internship in um, second year because I was like, I was going. That to was the, a great internship. Yeah. Some sorts. Right? Yeah, it worked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Worked out perfect for me yeah. because I was going to the Lions tour, so I couldn't not go there. <laughs> and then uh, during the summer, so I was like, I, I had to. I just started ringing around anyone I could to try to get me an internship that could 
either get two that could go either side of the line services in the middle of the summer. Yeah. And I couldn't do like every, a lot of people are doing the big four ones because they they hand out a lot of them. And, yeah. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't do. I remember you were going to EY. I, I EY. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't do those. So I got went to Dunn Stores uh, head office, and I basically started the day after my final exam in in or my last exam. You were on the per, the buying team. Was that uh, right? No. So I went to the grocery. I was on the grocery floor, but I was doing store. Um. What they call um store it's like store layouts so it's basically i can't remember what they call it, space yes yeah, right space management analysis or something right and uh, basically there was a really understaffed team um so you basically just do the the layouts um and the uh, they're called um planograms um for all the shelves so there's a huge amount of marketing and subconscious marketing that goes into this kind of right, stuff okay. now i'm sure there could be someone who's x in that marketing tearing their hair out when i'm saying yeah. those words but you would walk in and you know there has to be like planograms are normally done by the suppliers but you have to lay out the store so you know on entry you have the bakery and then you know you have your destination stuff near the end yeah so, you know people need to go get certain items yeah. but so you put that in the corner so you might have the bread and the very like the lap like the the, the packaged bread you know in a certain area so people have to walk by the more impulse yeah so it was yeah. very interesting yeah stuff, it was cool and you know what that, that place i actually um I know like if it's no secret obviously those stores like is a tough place to work it's renowned as that and all retail i think stores right. like head offices are, are tough because it's so fast-paced but i really enjoyed it. it was perfect for an internship because mm. like you know i knew i was getting out but there would be like um i was really fortunate as well that the person who i was um uh, tra- uh i who was head of my department she used to i think she used to fly in on monday morning fly back on a, a thursday she was like a consultant um, right. and she formerly was like a director in some really big stores over in or like in, in some really big head offices like of, of only she had fallen ill for a few years okay in the uk and then she came back and she got brought back in but right. she was really able to kind of give me the heads up because they did they they uh, were they were interested in getting me back obviously after my degree but i kind of said to them you know they would ask me what i'm going to do myself and i didn't know i thought i might do a master's or i didn't really know i just i knew i'd probably become an accountant and i used to kind of say say a lot i am um, like i was in I'm from like a family business background, so um I know my dad used to always kind of say, oh, if you could do your own books, you know, you could save a lot of money. Like if you were really your own accountant, so yeah. I kind of just always was stuck in my head. Okay. So I was like, it'd be a qualification that would be good to get, and obviously I could sit the you can sit the cap one exemptions, which gets you through the first third. You of do that the while still in college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I knew I could do that, and I knew I could probably was able for the class. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I'll take those classes. <clears throat> Um, I'll get those exemptions and I'll have all more options when I leave. Yeah. So I did that and I remember uh, the, the, the person who was head of my department in those stores told me, don't, don't, don't come back working here. Go get your, go get chartered. She was chartered. Right, years okay. back and she, I think she trained in the HMRC, the, 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 or HRMC, whatever it's called, the, um, the, the revenue over in the UK. Oh, yeah. Um, so she had trained through there and she had basically told me like, Go get that qualification, like it really stands you. Um, or C, C, yeah, yeah, sorry. Revenue yeah. And uh, so yeah, and then so that's that's where it was, and then it, to be honest, in final year, I I, I kind of like, I was very conflicted, you know. Looking back, I you know I probably if you went and talked to me then, you know, I'd really convinced you that I wasn't, but I was probably genuinely convicted, conflicted because I didn't know what it was that I really wanted to do. Like, oh, you, you were. I, yeah. The Masters was bigger in your head than you were letting on, I think. I think yeah. I remember the Masters being quite a big yeah. lure to you. I didn't want to be someone who didn't have anything going on. Yeah. So I was a bit worried. And like I was also like kind of quite distracted through university. And it's kind of 
something now looking back my whole life I kind of always try the distraction trying to ju- juggle a million things like I, I just have to try to fill my time with a million different things yeah. and like not trying to say like give off this impression like oh I'm working so hard or anything like that I the distraction that. was a girl yeah. she still is a girl yeah, no, no. Uh, no but the distra- like, and most of the stuff was like I was coaching um, uh, doing strength conditioning coaching for oh you were down in yeah, school every day yeah. yeah so I used to drive like all through university my part time job was strength conditioning coach for the senior cup team so I used to drive down like about four mornings a, a week. Yeah, um, you were my full-time driver as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like 10 to 6, I would leave. Yeah. get down there and coach weights at 7 a.m. in um, Clane, uh, in Kildare. And I would return and get me back to college. And that was one of the only things that got me back in college, or got me into college. Yeah. Because I was in a routine. I would just drive to college then park up. And it would be quite a... It was something I was really interested in. And at certain points, I probably just preferred doing that than I did going to college. Right. You know, certain periods But of time. it wasn't that great to have that for the discipline that it yeah. teaches you. And having that kind of routine and, and the need to be somewhere. Yeah. So if you're a time. university student, I think having a part-time job in your first yeah, year. It's even yeah, it's pretty Even not just to take the pressure off your parents financially, but like also just to, you know, just get into a better routine. Because like, you don't realize how much time... Yeah. everyone will tell you that like you don't realize how much time and freedom you have in university until you actually get a job yeah and then you're like oh my god you know you have to hand in multiple slips to get a day off you know yeah. that's just the way it is i found a little hack for that because most people i think were working for about eight euro an hour doing cafe or restaurant stuff or whatever and i i became a rugby coach in schools doing like 25 or 30 euro an hour that's yeah so it's, it's a there's a little hack there yeah. people are into or a sport hockey or whatever sport you whatever play. sport it yeah, is the, the hourly rates are very good yeah yeah um, so sorry yeah so then i kind of and then when i was applying for jobs i i, I was um i was uh, i didn't want to go to the big four i knew i didn't I knew, and I think, and now... Why not? Because everyone who's into accounting yeah. lives and breathes the big four. Yeah, so this is something that loads of people ask me, and I, and a lot of my friends, I was probably kind of out of college quite quickly uh, compared to some of my friends, because a lot of them might have either kind of restarted their course or done something different or changed their mind, or maybe they were just in longer courses mm. or did a gap year. And as like you that. say, commerce is a quick... Yeah, so trip. I was into it really quick, and I was into the accounting exams really quick, and I think a lot of people don't get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like... Um, they didn't a lot of my friends wouldn't like it's easier when your friends have all done it yeah a lot of them are still doing them now and like I can appreciate what they're doing but maybe they didn't understand at the time when I was doing yeah. like how much extra time I had to put into doing them and like I was also just kind of like um, a lot of them were a lot of people asked me why would you go work for one of the big ones and I'm sure a lot of times I did you know being genuine I probably wondered oh geez would it be grass is probably greener on that side yeah because there is like there's there, but there's definitely positive and negatives and generally speaking you know if you were talking to somebody yeah like just as a broad answer yeah it's probably best to go to one of those for your cv and going abroad and different things like that however what you'll hear from a lot of people is you know especially people in business that you know smaller practice is somewhere where you might get better training and i i would i i would probably agree with that because i think like especially it's you're you're much more judged on an individual basis and that was my concern in 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 college because i kind of thought to myself like i could be sitting next to you know someone who's way brighter than me right like I, hypothetically I Ross. yeah so i knew i had a pal who was like definitely way smarter than me who's in from um he's in economics finance and he was way brighter than me and he was in um he was in economics so he was in economics finance but he was in school with me and i remember him telling me he was going to go into like audit in someplace I, in one of the in four. Week four, yeah. and I was just like oh crap I can't sit next to him yeah. because I was just like when it's just judging us purely on our work like this guy's going to kill me like do you know what I mean but I knew that like 
we had done like a mini, um, I know it sounds so ridiculous, but we'd done like a mini company when I was in, in, in fourth year in school, right? And he was on my, we were on the same team and I kind of led the project and he was sort of like, he was probably like the second in charge, but he was like, you know, I knew I was kind of better at doing the sales and doing a lot mm. of stuff. So I had some skills that were probably better than him, you yeah. know? I knew that, I knew that. Cause like, I think we turned like 30 grand in six months, you know what I mean, of turnover. So it was pretty, a self- In the mini business? Yeah, oh, right. right. Yeah, class. And yeah, and it wasn't the most original idea, selling rugby jerseys to rugby, <laughs> Someone goes to rugby players. Anyway, yeah. so anyway, uh, we, uh, uh, so I knew I was better at, at some things, but I knew I was going to get killed if I sit next to him. And that's just all that was run through my mind. So I kind of thought, right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I need to go somewhere where I'll be, you know, the people at the top. Where will, my strengths will be appreciated. Well, at least, yeah, or at least people will know what I'm like. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll get to meet me. And that would be, because I you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I just, I wouldn't like to be lost in the mix too much. You know what I mean? I wouldn't yeah. back myself that way. And um, I think like everyone says, I'll oh, work on your weaknesses, but like Christ, like you're about, like sometimes play to your strengths. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably the better thing. So if I, if I am, if I do want to get this qualification, it's probably the way I thought about it was, you know, maybe it's better if I just do it um, in a smaller practice. And also if I always, you know, I've always thought of maybe open my own business. And I definitely did back then that, if I was in one of these very, very large um, practices, I would only be working on, you know, mainly PLCs, yeah. you know? And the likelihood of you running a company that's going to be a PLC is very, like, very, very small. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, you're know, you going to start a company that's going to be uh, a private limited company. So I wanted to be able to kind of do everything, you yeah. know, if I was going to open it. I'd yeah. be able to keep it really lean. That, that, that's something I want to go into um, yeah. in, in a few moments' time. Mm-hmm. But to narrow in, like, there's going to be a lot of people that are, about to leave um, college or any degree, or even are already graduated and are looking around and thinking, God, I went into a huge place and not necessarily accounting anything. I'm thinking, I'm either hiding behind this massive grad program structure here, mm. and uh, I'm not getting kind of real wear and tear, uh, putting out fire sort of experience, the type of which I would, the lack of which I would get in a small place. Yeah. And I'm not getting, I'm doing all this, accounting worker i'm doing all this marketing worker admin work mm. and what i'm really good at is over here but i'm not getting to use these muscles or flex these muscles yeah and i i think it's kind of a, a kind of a you can kind of you can kind of go either way on that because say you go like like don't get me wrong i've not had i've not done a grad program in, in a lot in a large me neither. so i couldn't tell you if it was or even worked in like a very large corporation with the exception of my internship like i couldn't i i, I couldn't I couldn't, I can't really speak for it, yeah. but however, um, one thing I will say, regardless of the size of the office that you work in, like when you get there, and I know this is kind of like, this is something that I, 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 I've said to some, some people, and it's like looking back on myself and you know, uh, any experiences my friends have had, like when you go into, uh, when you go into, say you've done really well, like say you've, you know, got, you've done really well and you're leaving cert and you've gotten into university and you got into a course, like a good course and everyone's happy with you and like you did well in your course and you got a job, like you've done really well and you are like, you know, you probably think you're great and you are great. Like you've done what was asked of you yeah. and like you're probably getting a job and you probably, you know, think that, you know, lots of really successful people have done what I've done. But what you forget is like they did a whole lot more yeah. Like, you know, after that. And I think that a lot of graduates turn up to companies like that and they kind of like, um, I know even just speaking to like um, any of my friends, they kind of all say, and they can say it about themselves even, they were like this, um, where they turn up and, you know, you kind of come in and you think like, I'm great, like I'm going to be great for this company. I'm a real asset, like I, just, I can do this and that. 
But what you forget is all the pe- like people in companies don't tend to spend much time looking behind them. You know what no. I mean? They get to the next level and they're looking up and like that's the way they're that's the way the companies are structured. Like that's mm. why there's a ladder, you know. And uh, I think that when you walk in the door and you're a graduate, you're there, right? And so is the person next to you and so is the other you know, girl next to you or the guy next to you, whatever. They're there as well, right? So they're all in. So if you got the first or if you got the two one or if you got the, you know, if you set up some society or not, that's cool. But like, you know, it kind of all, you kind of start from zero again. I always equate it's like, do you know when you're in, um, you're in uh, junior school, right? And you're like, you're the king of the mountain when you're in sixth yeah. class, right? And then you, get, you go back into the senior school and oh my God, yeah. you are like, you're like the flies in the jungle. You're nothing like you. Yeah, are so, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you're way back down the totem pole and everyone's skipping in the lunch crew queue yeah. and people are slagging you and you can't do anything about it and you can't fight back. That's literally, that's what it's like almost when you start getting work and you were like, oh my God, I know nothing. And like, I know it sounds terrible, but it's just like, you are like, the printer could be, is worth way more to the company than you are. Like, it's <laughs> the truth, it is. You are a, you're not, not only are you not an asset, you're a hindrance to your manager. And you might be able to say, oh, well, you know, they don't pay me that much, so how much could I really cost? And it's cheap, it's like cheap labor, but you're not really because the person who's training you Probably. Their labor is expensive yeah. and they're wasting it on they're you. They're wasting all the time on you. So <laughs> yeah. the best advice I think I could give somebody if it's their first week or 10 days in an office or whatever, is just put your hand up. Whoever puts their hand up first is going to be the one that stands out. Not yeah. the person who te- who goes around saying, I got the first or I got this. You're actually just better off if somebody says, uh, you know, can you uh, uh, go down and grab a coffee or something? Put your hand up and go, yeah jump up and do it and then yeah. you're like oh jesus the, the people's impression of you would be like oh wow that's a that's a that's a like they're on the ball they're doing something right and just listening and not wasting like that valuable time we're just yeah. talking about of someone superior to you i think is really good advice going into an office like like and and also just never be like compartmentalized or think like you know don't think like the employee i think if you think like the boss mm-hmm. like from their perspective whoever's in charge like it's a lot better instead of thinking like sometimes you hear people like you could hear people like i don't know you, you see it on the news or anything and they're all like oh this is outside my job description or this yeah. is outside their job description they can't do it and you're just like there should be no job description. if you're a boss now you should, hopefully they shouldn't be doing this if you're working in an office and probably ruin your suit for the rest of the day but if they said go wash my car like you just go and do it like that's that's it that's the mentality if you have that mentality you will be such a more valuable employee than somebody who's going to be you know constantly thinking what's in it for me you yeah know? and i'm not saying to be taken advantage of but when you're just in the door like if you if you have that like positive approach i i think that's where that's really what's going to set you aside not you know just because you did five percent better than someone sitting next to you in the exam that stuff know? is invisible not, at yeah this it, it just it's, it's all it all just starts again well you the know, thing is zero, like, you, you do come across graduates who take great pride too much pride because they take their foot off the brake and they've only made it to the start line. Yeah. That's the they thing. They think they're at the destination. Yeah. yeah, if you get into a really good company or whatever it 100%. might be, and you have a great graduate paycheck, etc., and they think, oh, I made it. Yeah, I don't get yeah. the start line. Yeah, yeah, I don't, you don't want to take it away from them because it's like obviously they have worked hard to get there. Like if you got into, I don't know, like Google or Facebook or something like that, like you've done really well. Like it's hard yeah. to get into those companies, but then like that's when the work only begins. To and be it's honest. a long race, it's not yeah. a sprint. And what I, why it's important to know that is. If you are starting in a position that's much more disadvantageous than the person beside you, if I start really in a, in a crap job in a crap company in a crap city, yeah. and you start in a great job, great company, great city, yes, you're miles ahead of me. But bear in mind that we're only on the very, very early stages of yeah. the, like say, to use an example, 
the first five meters of a 400 meter race I have a lot of time to catch up with you and yeah. if I play the game the right way if I play chess rather than checkers and the same goes there's a lot of room there for me to catch up and pass you out and you need to keep your foot on the gas the whole time yeah yeah and, and like what you'll find sometimes and like I say some people it's like they find it really hard to get a job coming out of university um, and I know like it, it can be very disheartening like I know people who've got rejected from 30 plus grad programs right and they could be coming out with masters like that's a horrible yeah. feeling I'm sure it, and scary, I'm sure. Yeah, so scary, yeah, because they could probably have a load of debt and stuff yeah. like that. But let's just say, like, I know like, you might not be getting the job you wanted or something, but just get in there and start working. Like, maybe it's not applicable for an accountancy firm, but I've seen it before where, you know, you get a job, and once you have a job, it's a lot easier to get a job, mm. you know what I mean, w- without a doubt. Because, like, those teething problems we're talking about, how, you know, you're basically a dummy walking into most <laughs> most, most companies yeah. on your first day, that's, like... The, you they know you've gotten those out of the way so that gives you so much more credibility than even people with really impressive cvs and what you'll see is then in the in these big corporations then like these let's say you get you finally get that job after doing the crap job for a year or two you get into like the googles or the facebooks or yeah. something like that you'll see them pass out the golden child graduate who got yeah. straight in because they've got this uh, like level of appreciation that you know, you they like they they are every day so grateful that they're getting free food and yeah. they're getting paid more and you know what I mean they're they're doing work that's you know like that they're being thanked for and you know little things like that and like that 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 makes such a difference. But whereas the the kid that kind of has always done really well through university and not that they they, they didn't deserve to get in, but they got in and then it's like like you said, ah, I made it. Yeah, you know, we're putting the feet up now. Or they treat it kind of like college and they kind of take advantage of you know they're always looking for ways out like oh. I can take a day off here or oh, I can take a, another day off and mm. sort of suit themselves whereas the person with a hard work ethic because they've probably been through a tough company that yeah. didn't appreciate them and you know really pushed them hard and um, you know it really pays off down the road so don't think like don't be get yourself down if you didn't maybe get into you know right at the get go get the grab home you really want it because you'd be amazed uh, like uh, you might think oh now I'm a year behind or two years behind my friends if I want to get into that company it's just like you can still pass them out if you, yeah. if, you, if you work hard enough you know what do you think the main or the most important skill two questions skill and then habit for a grad in their first three years to pick up is most important skill or habit in the first three years so if i was to I suppose think, listening is a huge thing you know like just being able to take directions like um, that's, that's, I'm okay. speaking from experience here so like, like uh, don't think any of this advice is coming like I'm some sort of guru because I'm absolutely no no but it's all from most experience, yeah. most from experience most from my own mistakes and like you can make if you can take something from somebody else's mistake like that's that's so beneficial because you didn't have to incur said mistakes so. what about oh absolutely what about where um, knowing to, how to be a good listener and take direction as you say what about where there, that clashes with what I think is one of the most important things for a grad to um, acquire is the ability to think independently and not be told what to think but actually come up with ideas themselves form their own view of the work they're doing in the context within which that fits form their own view of where the company might be going where the markets might be going rather than just you know taking it in and and not even kind of processing it just filtering it back out again you know yeah you kind of be the machine or something yeah exactly well, yeah. and look there's a, a, you should kind of be a machine probably in your first couple of years in, in regards like just doing what's asked of you and doing it right but like maybe adding value or taking initiative when there's a problem going yeah. to try to solve it yeah of course yeah if you step up like well if you were like again put yourself in the employer's shoes like how much like 
like how happy would you be if there was a problem? Like if you're the if you're the if you're if you're in charge, you probably have to deal with ninety percent of the problem. Mm. But like how happy would you be if there's a problem and then you find out oh no whoever has just actually sorted that out yeah and like you they're not gonna pay any extra not doing anything extra that makes you stand out so much surprise and and obviously you you need to there's a balancing act there and i'm sure it's in every company like you can't you can't be sacrificing the work that you're required to do to just go off and do your own side projects and ventures and like (laughs) that's obviously not what you're supposed to be doing but i I, like i'm sure people like i'm i'm sure i've done that in, in the past but you just need to um I'll just, I'll just you know keep the lights on so do, yeah. do, do the day-to-day stuff and then also then if you think you can add value yeah. add value on top of that yeah um and then in terms of habit i've got a habit in my head and it comes again from experience going into a, a company straight out of college as you say you're kind of the the big kid you go from the big kid to the small kid mm. um you're very very determined to show how smart you are and how yeah. much you know yeah. about all this etc oh i'm all over it this is easy and you, everyone does it yeah put their best foot forward and more yeah and what i kind of realized that i was doing it, but a lot of other people do is that they kind of try to jump to say level three of knowledge and they start having level three conversations without having the nuts and bolts of level yeah. one and level two down because if you start hanging out at level three and getting things right next step is level four and if you go to level four and then you have to ask hang on what was level one again or like can we just talk about that and nail that down or level two you look ridiculous and you lose a lot of that kind of brand equity that you have built by hanging out at level three or four earlier yeah i think going back to like the listening and yeah you just kind of have to pay your dues no matter where you are and yeah some jobs are going to be you know it might be a six month learning curve to kind of get that role under under wraps in some companies i see people but then Definitely, for people who are listening to this about accountancy, like it takes ages to get really? yeah get a grab of it, and like I think that's why there's three and a half year training contracts, you know, and mm. why there's you know exams on top of that and stuff like that because it takes ages, like it really takes ages, and like what changed though between you getting through to the end of second year college on your sixth year material from yeah. school, what changed between that and then taking three and a half I years th- to get the rest? I think it's just so like. There's just like you, you see people. I, I, I can see people in my work, right? And they're like at the top, but they'd be partners or something like that. And they are like, like wizard accounts. They're really, really good. Right? Right. Just, just class, right? But like they're still constantly learning and they have no problem saying, like, I like someone asks them a question, they can say, like, I don't, I don't know. I'll find, find out for you though, you know? Right. Like they're so, like, it's just when you're dealing in something that needs, you know, constant advice, a professional, you know, a professional, um, Something that like a, a professional co- like the uh, the practice is full of you know professional uh, uh, qualified people mm. you know like that requires that you know this is a service that people need you know and it's just like there's gonna be s- like infinite you could never learn it all you could never learn yeah. it all you know what I mean like even if you learned every textbook you were handed as a kid you still don't know it all yeah you don't you don't near know you you could know the revenue website back and forth and you still don't know it all because there's stuff that's in the like everything there's so many variables you're yeah. talking about people's businesses and, yeah context and conditions change yeah and the new businesses come up and everything so there's yeah. no like there's it's, it, there's just so much to master that you'll never master it and yeah. like you know if you actually talk to someone who's really accomplished in their field they never claim to be an expert or they mm. never claim they'll never say you know hi i'm whoever i'm an expert like no one says that who really knows what they're well, talking about i know the, all that the, the saying is wisdom is knowing what you don't know or at least being aware of what you don't know yeah. you know 
Uh, and they're constantly learning. Like I see them, like they could be 50 years into their career and they're still attending courses to yeah. get up to date on the newest stuff and asking like, you know, clever questions and, and things like that. And not questions just to prove they're smart, like literally genuinely interested to know. Yeah. They're listening to people who are maybe way less experienced than them sometimes just to find out because they might know something. Yeah. Know. And that, I think that's a sign of somebody really, really, really talented. Do you know what I mean? And, well, that's and a, mind. a great manager of mine in, um, in Google called Kendall. Um, kind of told me that she's met so many good people and really really good people etc what they do or in life whatever but the great ones the common thing that they had that set them apart was this value of humility where they're able to put up their hand and say i don't know i yeah. need help hey guy who's way more junior than me can you come help me with this and 100 um, the ability to do that there's a so when i was coaching and i was just like obviously i was basically at that point in my life just full-fledged meathead and was just like teaching kids how to lift heavy things and i but like say the team was quite good uh, every year back then and yeah the and the head coach has like since gone on to be a professional coach yeah um, no mac and um he like he's left teaching and everything he's doing really yeah it's well. unreal yeah yeah you could have taken me with him but um, <laughs> but he's uh, anyway he like what was really cool about him and i really noticed it at the time like really occurred to me like we could be in like you know a big game it could be in donnybrook or something like that and on the side i was like i'm there to basically hold pads do you know what i mean on the day you know the weights are done with yeah. you know, at that point and like i'd be watching the game and he actually would genuinely you know he'd turn to you and say what do you think of that and he'd ask you about something about the game i'm like i give an opinion but like i'm never the best player and like i was also like in me like i would never claim like a lot of times Sometimes people criticize like a player's pass or criticize, you know, so, especially something that's to do with the backs, like, oh, like they're not that, like their kicking isn't that good. Sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, I don't have the palate yeah. to really give an opinion on that. But, you know, I just tell them what I think. And I'm, I'm sure if it's, you know, if, if it was complete nonsense, I say, he just filters it out. Yeah, exactly. But, it's just a filter. But yeah, but he didn't have any problem asking someone who was clearly beneath him. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because he just was like, he, he, he's, he's so open-minded. I think that's what made him such a great coach. Because yeah. he was just so open-minded, he's willing to listen to everyone. Like, yeah, okay, he mightn't take the advice. He'll say, okay, well, that's probably crap advice. So yeah. I'm gonna put that away. But he still was just willing to listen. To and everyone. you might say something. He something. never thought he was like, right. Yeah. He never thought he was just the one who, who oh, I know it all. Yeah. Because I guess the moment you know you know it all, is like, you know, I, it, like, you think you know it all. Yeah. It's not, it's when you're gonna ultimately fail. You, you know? might say something in a position like that where, what you say doesn't even land or doesn't register or isn't good, but it just makes something ding in his head and then something else moves and then it all lines up, you know? Yeah, yeah so I'm there sure can be... he had like methods to it and stuff like that, but it's like he just wasn't insecure. So yeah. he knew he was comfortable, yeah, he knew what he knew, but he wasn't insecure. And it goes back to like what I was saying about maybe in university, like everyone wants to appear to have a plan, but like I think now I can look back and say those people who were, you know, splouting out to me their life plan, you know, there and then they were 21. Um, I can look back and say now, okay, they they were probably just as insecure and immature Maybe as more I. Uncertain. Yeah. They were afraid of the uncertainty yeah, and needed were, the assurance yeah, of having or this they plan. Need that. Exactly. That, like, you know, these jobs are talking about that you know, could be 20 years down the line. Yeah. And like, you know, they may not even exist by yeah. the time they get there, especially yeah. in this world. So it's just like, they, they're probably just as insecure, you know, mm. as, as I was. So I was certainly insecure about it. And it's like, and you know, probably still am. Like, you're still worried, you know? Like, no, cause, cause yeah, every time you get older, you're still worried, like, oh crap, now I need to get, like, you know, I used to be worried, I'm like, oh, I'd really like to get a car. And then you have a car, and then you're like, oh, now I need to get a house. Yeah. And you're just thinking, like, how the hell am I meant to get one of them? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's like, there's always going to be more problems and you're probably going to always be insecure about certain things. Mm. You know, once you gain comfort in one area, opens up the next level you yeah. know and like we said you don't tend to look behind you you look, look up, up, 
local pub will vote yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that's that's something. I suppose, I, I don't know. One of the things you were asked about was obviously to bring it back. Um, I can't even remember what I asked. <laughs> was a small practice and the large practice. Small. <laughs> so like, like so, forty minutes ago. Yeah, forty minutes ago. <laughs> so yeah it, it depends it, it, like it obviously depends on the individual i think is the main thing and yeah. i think like for most people they're still going to go because it's most jobs they're still going to go to the big practice and I, I probably for most people it's probably the best option like you'll be lying if you said that but however i think that a lot of people don't even consider going to a smaller practice yeah. it's not even on their radar yeah absolutely not in yeah idea. absolutely yeah. not i think in a lot of the a lot of the college courses so it's not advertised as well, you know. They don't have big days where they're handing out pens and mm. stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like my practice doesn't really do that. Well, how did you get in touch with uh, yes. your practice? Yeah, so I had I had interviewed. I knew like I said. So I had that epiphany that I didn't want to go to the, like the big four or whatever it was. Yeah. And I didn't do those milk rounds. Or but anything. like it's very rare to do what you did to yeah. go into a small private accounting. And it, yeah, and I kind of went from like so I went. Um, my next my next thing was I started like looking at some grad programs and I looked I looked at a. One that I really liked was Gambia because right. you had to go abroad um, in your second year. You could still do the professional qualifications through and it. And they make protein probably. Your yeah, own. yeah, they're handing out protein bars on the <laughs> Anyway, but uh, so I went to, uh, I went, I went, I like, I tried out for that program. I went through all their interview process and then they were putting pressure on, on me to make a decision about Ash um, around Christmas time. And I kind of was putting them on the long finger because of my exams because I was kind of kept, I, like the first year was down in Dungarvan. So I thought to myself, no problem. Sure, like I was talking to you every day and you were going to Australia. So yeah. I was like, sure, what? That's only down the road, you know? And I, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be no problem. Do you know what I mean? To me? yeah. And then once you actually get the offer, you're like, oh my God, this is so real. And like, I don't want to go to, to go have no friends there. Like, yeah. I don't know anyone. It's going to be weird. Once we don't like the people to start with. And uh, so, Jesus, I, I kind of was like, I guess a little bit panicked at that point. And I was like, look, you need to get an accountancy. I was like, am I going to just go and do a master's myself and then apply for jobs in different big, maybe in the big four or different firms? And then maybe I'll just put out a few emails to different smaller firms. So I started researching as much as I could, you know, top 10, top 20 firms. And one of the ones I emailed was Ornithby and Rhodes. And then... Um, what were they, top 10 or 20 back then? I don't know what. I think they may be top 15. Right, okay. How many people are in the firm? Yeah, sorry. So the firm is, uh, there's 50, I think there's about 50 employees. Right, so it's not that small. No, no. Yeah, okay. I think they're classified officially as a medium size Okay, practice. okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's definitely some like quite big ones just below the big four, but yeah. we don't operate in that space. It's, it's all the clients are, um, there's no client that is, uh, is a PLC. So right. we don't have any PLCs that, yeah. that wouldn't take any on. So it's just all private private companies or you know um it could be high wealth individuals or you know uh it'd be like and they offer everything it'd be like payroll to to uh bookkeeping to you know tax planning to audit to yeah uh, accounts prep um business services company secretary okay. everything it's kind of is that is yeah you get everything done there it offers a full range yeah. of stuff but only for you know private individuals or private it's kind of everything that fits under the books yeah. like every yeah but... exactly yeah so and, and a lot of firms would probably offer similar stuff but I think there's, I can't remember how many, I think it's maybe seven partners in, in the firm. Okay. Um, so that's the size. I'll give you an indication of what the yeah. size is. And like. you, would you would you interact with the partners every day? Yes. Yeah. So that's the big selling that, point, yeah, 100%. That's, that's and interesting. so I, you would get to interact with the partners. Like basically after maybe your first year, a year and a half, like they always bring you along to say planning meetings when mm. you're 
when you're only starting out. So if you're going out on an audit or whatever you're doing, you know, they'll bring you along and they you often oftentimes I find that like even if you were senior in a job, I often find that the partners really go out of their way to kind of talk to the junior. Like he's almost communicating what's gonna happen out yeah. of the job to the junior and doesn't actually you know, they kind of throw you to the side because you've you've had this chat. You, yeah, know okay. I mean? you might be your second year you've done this job. So yeah. they're just like, no, like you you know I mean like we'll, we'll deal with any problems down the line. Sure. Yeah. This is more beneficial for part of this younger younger person's yeah, training. Yeah. And I really like that. That's um, huge. So it's like a real team atmosphere kind of going out before you go out in a job. Uh, and they would all know your name definitely well you'd like to think so anyway after yeah. a year or so um, <laughs> they really you yeah, yes, they're calling everyone yeah, Tom. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, or, or it's like or it's like they either know your name because either you were excellent or you were terrible yeah. so I just like I don't know <laughs> Tom's but, still here yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or Tom's like how are you still here um, yeah. so yeah that was uh, that, that, that was something that um, I definitely liked out of the get go to be so, honest so, sorry to cut in something mm-hmm. on that there's a, a famous hedge fund manager Kyle Bass who his uh, advice to any young career person is to get as far up the hierarchy of thought as you possibly can. And just by definition almost, when there's 40 people between you and the team captain, mm-hmm. i.e. the partner in this instance, yeah. it's less likely you're going to be hearing his or her thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas when there's maybe three or four people, if even, in, in a firm yeah. like yours, and you're showing up, you're in the taxi with them there, and then you're showing up at the meeting, you're planning the meetings, whatever, you hear their thinking mm-hmm. out loud every time. Yeah. That is invaluable to hear uh, how decisions get made and how yeah. they get arrived at, etc. Yeah, because like obviously, like I said, like a lot of the mater- like just becoming very competent at you know, um, at the job and as the job develops, you know, becoming let's say a manager and reviewing files. That's a whole new kind of yeah. thing, and you know all that kind of stuff. Like that all takes obviously a lot of time, and but also then the other you know skills that probably can't be quantified is obviously like you see is the advice and is what you know what these what the partners in my firm would be giving to clients, you know, the high level kind of stuff. Right. And I guess for me, I love, you know, attending, let's say the final meetings and you get brought along to quite a lot with the clients because let's say at the end of an audit or something like that, because there's a lot of advice. Done right. It's not just a formal audit, you know, these are, you really are their accountants. So, you know, in a private firm, so you're given advice and strategic, you know, advice. And sometimes, you know, they, they really know a lot about the business or they could have really helped grow. The, yeah. like our firm could have really helped grow um the business yeah you don't you have big incremental impact yeah so like you know and they you know they don't have a lot of in-house accountants maybe yeah you know so they really your advice is really applicable you know and 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 so or sorry not my advice like the partner's advice was really applicable to them and really um like a huge benefit and that's really what oftentimes they're paying for you know and you and, have and, the owner there yeah, thanking you yeah and you also a, get exposed to the 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 no the because the, like the final meeting isn't just with say the financial director who's an accountant which would be the case i'd imagine in a lot of places you right. know or one of the final meetings like you actually get to meet often the person who the director and you know managing director of the company who founded it and owns it and you mm-hmm. get to you know maybe you have to ask them questions as part of the audit often or you get to talk to them or you'll come along to the meeting and you get to hear about their future plans and it's you know that's really good exposure that's especially huge. to companies like it's not like being exposed in to strategic direction of you know big public companies that have to disclose a lot of their information anyway. yeah these are private companies that you know do not need to you know you it's very hard to you very it'd be very hard to get to find out any of that information, you know, yeah. or get that experience. So that is the experience is really, to me, the big selling point. So yeah. as long as I continue to get that experience, what I like. And one thing over the last while is um, even uh, for myself anyway, and this is something that's definitely unique to a small um, 
accounting practices that I couldn't do if I was in say one of the very large firms and um, is say even bringing in your own clients so you might have a friend or something like that who needs help or you might just meet somebody who's just starting a new, young business yeah. like you like you, you might you're just going to need uh, help because there is so much just compliance and yeah. then also then the advice I guess and so um, I have over the last year or two anyway um, had a couple of my friends come in and then as a knock-on effect of that um, maybe in their industry you get referred on so some of them like i have a few people coming in now as clients that i've brought into the firm yeah. who are now like um uh, you know they might not necessarily even be my friend like i might have a loose connection. just a connection yeah, yeah but they get referred on and then and that's how it works i think yeah. that's a, you kind of slowly build up you know i don't know i guess a client book of your own yeah and that's turn. the surprise value you get to add as a, yeah, as a junior exactly you know? so that's something that i probably bring that's different yeah and i probably helping my like <laughs> we went back to my my maybe the skills I have yeah. uh, outside of, you know, yeah, the talking. Um, so if you, if you haven't <laughs> good, noticed. Good luck bringing on a PLC, you know, in a funny Yeah, you're place, just you know? not going to be able yeah, to. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, you know, these guys would be too small, especially when yeah. they start out. They'd be too small to go to um, any of those big four. It would be too expensive as well for yeah. them. Or, you know, that this is the clientele. This is the market yeah. for a, a practice like Hornsby and Rhodes. So, it's it's it, it's really cool and that's 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 i i i really that has been the most rewarding thing to yeah. me and then what you have to realize is it's not just like um being part of that person's business as they grow it and watching it grow and we grow with them and it's yeah. really cool i am um, and also then learning lots of different things like you know helping them file back returns or doing anything or getting them set up just even you know accounting packages or something like that but being brought along to all the meetings with say the partner who's mm. there and then you get exposed to not just you know the normal you know stuff they might tell you the partner might tell you on the day-to-day -day anyway yeah but you get exposed to maybe whether well, they're giving strategic advice to this client and the discussions that happen yeah and you get you get to sit in on that and yeah. that is that's that's incredible that's huge like that's Very huge and, people and you would have to work like I, I you know you might only be brought along to that when you're at a director level sometimes yeah. or a manager level or something like that in, in other practices or maybe until you're right below being a partner yeah. whereas i'm way down to home pole but like at least uh by bringing that in, uh, yeah, in a small practice, I'm able to bring in a client and I get exposed to that. And, and, some, and these partners would be good enough to be anywhere. I know yeah. that for a fact. You know? and and there's, another, there's another benefit to this, which you haven't mentioned, but which you, you definitely kind of stand out in, I'd say. Is in a, and it probably applies to a few cities, Dublin of which is definitely one of them because it's small. You, instead of being one of 11 suits on the other side of a table to 11 other suits representing a PLC, are one of three or four people sitting opposite the owner of many keep swapping in owners of maybe a hundred different SMEs throughout Dublin. Yeah. You end up having this incredible network of business owners, small business yeah, owners. Yeah, I guess. Some yeah. of whom are probably at the in the twilight of their career, some of whom are just starting out as you say. Yeah. And you end up having this incredible network that matters a lot in a small city like Dublin. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where you get to use that, that that kind of personality gift that you have. Yeah, I guess and, so. And yeah. that. Oh, so that's definitely. A, I didn't barely even thought about yeah, that. But yeah, but, yeah, but I, that is a huge yeah, thing, I think. You get exposed to a lot of, yeah. a lot of different people. And it's like, like you said, Ireland's not a huge, big place. No. Particularly Dublin. No, it means a lot to have been able to do that. All the time. Um, so yeah, no, I, 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 have re I have really enjoyed it. But again, I think like a small practice, there is obviously shortfalls and um, like, and, 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 and you obviously have to remember things like, I think it's, it's really, you're judged much more on an individual basis. I think can can we talk just quickly yeah, um, about what the shortfalls would be in a, in a well, small Well, like time. say in a get-go, like, you know, uh, I, I can't speak for all firms. So it might be, sure. some, might be some small firms that offer 
offer a higher price but like say in your first year you're likely maybe not getting paid or maybe not getting as many extra benefits like overtime and stuff right. like that you might not get in uh if you get in the big practice yeah but you will get the small price but however as the years have gone on i've actually seen myself surpass maybe some people who are in yeah, the big big practice. Four, yeah so say if you're in a really big practice you might be working way harder than the next person next to you but like good luck going in and asking for a pay rise or good luck going in and you know trying to do anything because you know and make state your case it's like sorry you're so replaceable you're, you're one of thousands here you know yeah. and they can't break precedent because then you know uh, well that's precedent yeah exactly yeah because yeah, then it's like oh hell will break yeah. loose, you know so but you know i guess in the smaller practice it's more definitely a lot more individual and it's kind of like what you make of it is how much you'll get out of it mm. so like you know you could pass through and you know not look for responsibility and you know not try seniority or you know do anything like it's a lot less like regimented like you know you don't need to go through level one there's not like you're not micromanaged yeah like, sure they'll just throw you into something when you're ready so like yeah. there's one partner particularly in my work anyway and he probably kind of took a chance on me earlier right. on when i'm sure there's a few people raising eyebrows when he probably first threw me out of the job yeah. probably was not ready <laughs> but he probably didn't even realize that <laughs> they throw you out of the job and they just say you know and you work really hard and get it done and, and to be honest like I, I i'll tell you what like i probably was not the best employee the first year or so i worked i went through a lot of problems we were talking about earlier and yeah. some of the pointers i was given was not from a position of like a high horse here this is yeah. very much from you know i've learned the hard way a lot I've of the been time. through that mode yeah, yeah exactly um but uh i think as i got given more responsibility i actually kind of jumped into the job a bit more you know right. i actually uh, liked, I, I liked when I was given a bit more, say, freedom, like no one was checking on my work at the end mm. of the day. You, you say you have a week to finish this or you have two weeks to finish this, you know, get it to this stage. And like, I much prefer that because yeah. I don't work that efficiently. You know what I mean? And I know it's a big time, uh, one of the big learning curves is definitely true, say the exams that you do. I know you had um, someone speaking on your last accountancy pod podcast, Alan. Alan Kramer, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, and he did a great job. You listened to that podcast as well if you want to know more about the exams. I thought he did a great job laying out the steps. Yeah. Very clear. Um, you could tell he's probably very accountable me. But yeah, he, goes, he was laying out very, very well uh, I, like the stages and the progression. And uh, it's like, through the, through, in those exams, studying for those exams, that was like, that really hit me like a ton of bricks coming out of Well, that's a college. huge incremental workload to take off. Yeah, and you go straight into the cap twos. Uh, for me, I went straight into it. So oh, I ended yeah. up qualifying because I did somehow manage to get through the exams uh, on time. Like, so yeah. I got it and passed my finals first time. So that was like, I was done by the second year of my um, training right. contract. And do so that's only five years out of, out of, college, out of yeah. school. I was, I was effectively, obviously you have to finish your training contract, but I was effectively qualified yeah. in terms of exams. All you have to do is that's a very, very quick. time. So I was, that's a, that is as quick as you can do it. Yeah. So I was like, there's no quicker way of, of getting through the exams yeah. than that, getting to the pass the FEE. So I was um, kind of thrown into it. When I was thrown into it, like I remember the cap twos, like I scraped them. I, I literally got... Jesus, I got fifty percent in three out of four. So right. like, like on the button. Just don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no clients are listening. Yeah, yeah. Um. But you know, just it, It's not like there's lots of people who are wicked good at the exams and not yeah. maybe might not be too hot in work. And there's oh, some people yeah. who are like I've seen it like who are incredible accountants, like really good. And but they're they like they really struggle with the exams. Yeah. But I used to meet people in the lecture hall, and these people were like these were real accountants. Like these guys were like. 
come in and they'd have like two coffees every day. Everything was perfect. Like they would come in and they know exactly what they're doing that day, sit down, they only bring the books they need. They do nine to five like a robot and walk out of there and they're just gonna ace the exam. Mm. Just know it, like they're so well organized and like I was not like that and I used to really it kinda used to freak me out and I, 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 I'd study at really weird times and I was like kinda all over the place and you know, I I used to like some people were like, How many hours did you spend studying? And I used to hate that I used to hate that question because I was like I was very aware that I was not really studying a lot of the hours. So like I could tell you like twelve hours studying. Yeah, was oh, eight yeah, hours most a lot of days I was in there thirteen hours or, right, or okay. whatever. But I wasn't doing thirteen hours study, man. I was yeah. If I got two and a half or three hours, eight, maybe near the end, four hours of real study, yeah. that was, that's an incredible return for me. Like, I'm all over the place. But I got used to the fact that, you know what, that's the way I work. Like, yeah. That is just the way I work. That's always the way I work. Like, if I don't have deadlines, I'm not really going to do it in advance. I would love to be, I would love to be like, I would love to be that kid that always has homework done. Like, I would love to have been, mm. you know, it would be, what a weight off your shoulders. But like, or to get, you know, get the projects done on, or you know, get the projects done on early in the semester. Yeah. So I can concentrate on the final exams. I don't think I was, those people exist. Yeah. Really. I was never. Do, we don't know. Yeah, I was, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> hanging out with me. You know, they were cutting the fast, which was me early on. Yeah. I just, I just couldn't, I'm just not like that. But I think it wasn't until I got into uh, got into the professional exams. I really realized, like, God, you know, you can. That's just the way you are. Like, yeah. And it might not be the best. It's it's not the most efficient way to work. It's not the most efficient way to study. But it's the way I work. Yeah. It's the way I study. Like I'm not saying it's hard to say nothing. It's hard to say anything is optimal. But like, it's the way I'm. You really have it. to identify what works for you. Yeah. And then go with that and don't fight it. If you fight it, it'll just kind of cause more turmoil and maybe distraction. Yeah. And so just go, thing, acknowledge I, I, it and go with it. Yeah. And anyone who actually does the exam or anything will know. Like, say you have the standards, right? That's like the, the Bible that everything right. that it stems from. Like people I would often see in exams, like in the exam hall, used to really intimidate me. It could be even like just interim exams leading up. So you know you've done right. a few days study for this. They'd have them tabbed. And I right. used to think to myself, oh my God, they've already read through that. Yeah. Like, I've never read them. Like, you know, how are you going to read? I was like, someone much smarter than me. The standards of accounting. Yeah, 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 someone much smarter than me. This is my theory. Like someone much smarter than me has read those times and has summarized them and put them into notes and I'm just going to use those notes which yeah. I have. you know what I mean because like how am I gonna, I'm not going to read it better than them yeah. like, I know that right it's their job yeah and it took me like, at first I was intimidated but now like as I was coming into my finals I realised you know what like just because the person next to me has all these dis- different books and they've read like they have these notes on the standards or they might tell me oh you know the notes aren't enough you know and these kind of stuff I'm just like well you know they're going to have to be like mm. because I'm not going to be able to read that, but yeah. I really do feel as though I can pass the exam. So yeah. you just kinda you just you just kinda have to back yourself. Yeah, back be confident in, in what yeah. you've got going on. Yeah, and then realise that some people, even if they are really efficient, they're probably pretty insecure as well. And they just oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're just doing that for their own peace of mind. Yeah. Well they're doing it their way, and again, nothing wrong with that. And do the small and medium sized companies give you the breaks for study that the yeah. same breaks? Yeah, well, okay, so there's like um the institute recommend rec- recommend yeah. a certain amount, and you kind of have to get that as part of your right, training okay. contract. Your train contracts in, in line with that. However, there's additional time that you have to take off. So, like I said, I mentioned the overtime. A lot of times they build up overtime, and um, in, in bigger practices, and that's right. what they'll use. Yeah. Whereas, and this is a sacrifice. You know, sometimes in small practice you might have to make. You might have to take holidays. You might not get as much overtime. Right. You okay. Might not build it up. Yeah. Not sure. that you aren't working outside the hours, but yeah. you're not going to build it up. However, in saying that, like. I know in my practice anyway, even from, if I look back from when I started and there would be people talking about maybe the years previous to when I started, it has come on a lot. They really oh, okay. have made a big effort and the pass rate in my in our place has 
skyrocketed. Like right. almost everyone is passing now all for the first time, which is great. Is there any benefit to doing it as fast as it can be done the way you did it with the final year college exams and then? Yeah, yes and no. Like great because you can get in and get out. And like I meet guys now who are like, <laughs> I would say, meet people who are do engineering degrees. And I meet them in the exam hall and they could be two, three, four years ahead of me in school. And I always think to myself, and they're doing the same exam as me. And I used to think to myself like, wow, you have worked way hard to get here and you are way like more mature than I am. Yeah. You're just here to say, uh, you're in the same spot. And I was like, geez, like I've almost cheated. Yeah, uh, cheat that's code strange. But you know, I do, you do worry because like, I know that guy or that girl is definitely more mature than me. And like maturity is just, it's huge. Such a big thing. I know yeah. I was listening to one of the podcasts before and you were saying that one of the things you regretted that you should have done in college to start a business. That's absolutely it. Yeah, but do you know what I thought when I heard that? I was like, I don't know if we would have been, well, I'm speaking for myself here. I don't think I would have been mature. Yeah, we probably weren't. You know, you look back and you always, you always look back at things and you think, oh, I was me then as well. Yeah. And you were you, but you were so much like, can you believe it if you're listening to this? I was actually more, more stupid. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, could, you could be, like you're actually, you're so yeah. unprepared for things. You know we talked like, about doing a salad bar for a while. Um, or at least I kind of, I've drawn yeah. out the plans and stuff, there was a lot to it. Yeah, I guess the maturity thing is, I do maybe take problem, that a bit yeah. for, for granted. Um, you over the years, and, and in particular last year when we went down to give that talk in Kildare, um, oh, yeah. you really taught, yeah, that was good fun. Uh, you really kind of got into my head this idea of small business versus big business because I was always into big PLCs and becoming the CEO of a massive company and all this sort of stuff. And if you ask me about that now, the, the idea of being a CEO of a public company, the paycheck would be great. Everything else would be horrible. For the, you few, don't, for, for the few years that you survived. Yeah, but you'd be bandied about in the paper. You'd have Wall Street chopping up your share price. You'd have a board to report to every 20 minutes. You'd have it's, it's, 100 different divisions to look after. Yeah, and like, look, obviously it'd be pretty cool to be the CEO from a big company, but like... I think what people sometimes don't realize is like the biggest door, like every, people often just run to the, 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 like the company with the biggest sign outside it, yeah. you know, and that doesn't, that isn't always necessarily going to equate to you just because your company makes that money doesn't mean that you might, you <laughs> know what I mean? So like you could, if you look, if you look at it this way, like there's, like you could be maybe the CEO for a couple of years, right? And you could make huge money and then you probably get turfed out. And I'm sure that you could do really, really well. But like to become the CEO of some of these companies is nearly impossible. Like yeah. There is so many people chomping at the bit. And if you actually were lucky and, you know, bright enough to actually get there in the unlikely circumstance, then there's a lot of people going after you. Whereas like sometimes I see people and have their own private business. They're not, you know, reinventing the wheel here, but they just mm. run a very efficient business. And they get to space. keep whatever's left. Yeah, they taking you know great money out of their company every year and they have a great and they have like they could have their they could be paying their you know any other members of their family they could be doing getting so much out of it yeah. and they have it forever and then they can sell it like there's a lot of there's a lot of well, there's a lot of risk involved of course well, of sure. course of but course. yeah these upsides are incredible yeah and also all completely quiet under the radar nobody knows what they're doing yeah yeah i just think it's like just because one company is bigger than another doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to get more out of it and that's just like i think it's not like you could talk to somebody you you know a probably a bit older than I am or smarter than I am they're like yeah obviously like you know what I mean but it's not something that occurs to I think also well it didn't occur to me until two years ago yeah. like when we when we had that car trip yeah um, and I, I also go back to like you saying about starting a business I think it's so there's definitely a funny idea I think in in, in college I don't know maybe it's different to the people who have been listening to this your kind of market but like uh, people who are in university but there was a big mentality in the business school anyway to like come 
to come up with the next big idea. They wanted, you know, the next Snapchat to come yeah. out of their face or the next app or something like that. And even if it wasn't big, they just wanted to have a big success story. And like they were really there was a lot of modules that were all about, you know, getting a platform pitch together or you know, coming together with a proper business plan, yeah. kind of trying to link you up with guys from the engineering, uh, engineering building, and trying to link you up with like somebody from a a, a different like you know a different core or like the ag bu- building, so you yeah. the ag businesses between you, and you were meant to be the business guy, but like what you I, I I think we're conditioned to believe when we were coming out of college that like oh like you know now is the best time to start this, and you don't yeah. have a family or anything like that. Whereas like I remember being at. I, I don't know, I went to like one of the talks at Web Summit, one of the free talks or something a few years ago. I can't remember who was talking, but it was really bright. Anyway, the guy, and he was like, he was ages ago, but uh, I sit next to one of my friends, and your man goes, yeah, statistically, um, the mo- the best time to start a business was like, I can't remember what, I think it was like 30 something years. 37 is, yeah. the, is said to be the And best. like, w- my friend was like, what? Like, what? Yeah, no, 37. What? Like, no, that's not, and he was in business school as well, he, he was in Trinity, and he was just like, no, like what? Like you, we're led to believe like you can start it on your phone and like uh, one of our friend or one of my friends that uh, he's like he basically started a business from his phone and it's unreal. You know what I mean? Like he's we're gonna get into that. Yeah, yeah. he's he's he, he built it like you know literally no investment and, and built up and there is that opportunity today that was never there before and yeah you probably would have to be young to do it. Yeah, but uh, like there's not like for every Mark Zuckerberg out there there is you know a lot of guys insane who, number yeah, of people yeah. who are failing. You know. Um. I want to say something about that, but I can't actually remember what it was. Oh, sorry, I want to say this. I guess one, one way of looking at it is that you get, if, if you do it early, you get the risk out of the way before you have responsibilities like family or mortgages, etc. Yeah. Um, but then... The experience is the big thing. The experience is huge. And I've even, even uh, doing this little project has, has taught me a lot. As I was saying earlier, I'm into the deep water of things that I've always been afraid of with the technology side. Yeah. Um, there, you've gone through something that very few people go through in that you met a fella when you were well, you're both actually really old through your years you were probably 13 when you went in and <laughs> beard, yeah. um been best friends with him for what 15 years now or a bit less something like that 14 years Ages, yeah. and he now has become a national and on a level international celebrity yeah so um, rob, rob Lipson. yeah so rob is a uh, and rob's cool with me talking about him here but he said that <laughs> right. uh, he's just so he's anyone <laughs> he knows um he uh yeah so he basically uh he's in the online um online influencer space and he um he basically he, he he was really into fitness and he was kind of like you know he's probably not a guy he was that i would say academically confident you know he was right. actually even though he was so confident in real life he really just was not he's i know for a fact he's a really bright guy yeah but he's not academically confident so he'd be afraid to put his hand in in class i don't right, okay. believe you know because i was like because i know he's smart mm. like i know it so it's just like it's straight it's it, it i think in school you kind of get put in a box yeah and then that's you forever yeah. you know and uh, look there's a lot of shortcomings there's a lot of shortcomings to the school system but like yeah approve of, you know that's, a, that's another conversation but you know say you know he might not be in the strongest academic but then as he came out, and it's a lot of guys in my year, you know, guys who didn't even necessarily go to college and stuff, are the guys who are, I mean, look, financial reward is not the only way to gauge someone's success, but they're the guys making the big money. Yeah. Uh, not like, oh, they just got a, you know, a lower skill job, it pays higher early on. No, these guys are like starting businesses. Like if they don't get up in the morning, there's a lot of people who aren't getting paid. 
What do you what do you think it is? Do you think it's the fact that they felt like they had the scrap just to get to even, and then they've got this scrap think, inside them? I think business, yeah, I think business acumen or whatever it is that you know makes guys who want to go out there and really take risks like that is not um is not uh it doesn't it's a, a different form of intelligence. It's not like it it's not like uh, acad- academia because there's a lot of academics out there you know who have loads of negative equity and bought like these stupid investments and mm. you know uh, there's lots of people who have you know are top of their field as consultant doctors or as dentists and you know made really stupid business moves and yeah. still continue to do so because they maybe perceive themselves to be you know excellent at everything yeah. they do you know which is not the case so you uh, uh, I, I I'm not sure but let's say for Rob like we go back to my point about you know one of the key differences I guess about his small practices you know when he first started uh, you know making sales in his business um, uh, like through his website and stuff like that you know he got in touch with me and just said look what am I meant to do here I'm sure I need to pay taxes I need to do yeah. so I was able to fortunately I'm in the position to be able to help him and my firm is able to help him and you know it's a really good fit and uh, the, you know the people in my work were able to understand his business and really able to give him great advice and uh, help him and then I was able to be kind of hands on help him grow and give him like you know even when I'm hanging out with him be able to you know uh, just like you know fill in some of the gaps where you know he's so focused on say the marketing he's yeah. outstanding at well he's become he's a marketing genius he, well, by virtue of what he's got yeah he's excellent know? yeah so and it's like and he gives a really lean business model and just even small things if I can help in any way I have you know I, I'd like to think I have so you know I just should be you know there as a support for him and I'd love to see my friends succeed there's yeah. nothing kind of cooler than that and so yeah he's obviously grown um, massively and also then it kind of helped me you know on the back of that on on the back of him growing so much, be able to get you know new clients in in similar spaces. And yeah, stuff like that. and that's, that's been, been amazing. That's been really cool as well. I really like that because then you know I've learned a lot on the way. So then you know you're able to kind of help those people grow. Yeah. As well, and, and the space is also so interesting. A lot yeah. of people don't understand it. They don't, and like even if you watch it, they just still don't get it. They it's wonder like, what where the value is, or or it's more like they just they think that they might be able to do it, or they think that they'd be able right. to. You know, there's a lot of things like, or they don't understand. They think they underestimate the value of it, or they might think. Um, there's a lot of things like there's a lot of things that they go yeah. into there. They they kind of they just don't understand it. You know, and it's a fascinating science. Yeah, and it is a science. It's changed so much. Like I see what Rob like, does, and two years ago, very different. Yeah, you know, everything was very different. You know, but there's so many different revenue streams and there's so many different um, um, ways to go with it, yeah. you know. And it's also, you know, also it's grown so fast, you know, having to adapt constantly has been a struggle, I'm sure, for him, you know. Yeah. And, you know, he's done a phenomenal. Well, the lifestyle change. I mean, you've told me, like, pretty funny stories of you're walking down the road with or driving in a car yeah, and kids are coming along back with the windows open. Like, coming in off for his autograph and stuff. Should they, like, it's, it's mad. Um, they just all in a picture with him and stuff and, and he's he's always turned on he's always able to like chat to them all and yeah he's really good like obviously that way and that's true that's his whole business like, yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that's been really cool i really like that aspect of it and um, so that's something a bit more exciting <laughs> as unexciting <laughs> as being an accountant is that's something that i i have definitely enjoyed along the way i've learned a lot from with the, with yeah. the so tom and rob have set up then the creators agency which is yeah um, an events business yeah so i'm involved in in, in the running of that and um and you had a great event. Was it February tenth? Yeah. So we did. Yeah, tenth. Tenth. Yeah, yeah, Saturday yeah. anyway. And yeah. We had done so basically. You started running events, and we kind of came up with the idea of having a burrito one day and just talking crap. And normally I'd meet him on a Saturday, and I go 
and go lift weights and then go in there and, and drink like eight coffees or yeah and then just talk and um uh, he's a really good guy to be around he's so positive um and he uh uh anyway we just said we run these events and you know it's not the most groundbreaking thing you know me i'm sure but uh, the big value is obviously rob you yeah know what i mean and how well he's able to sell it and the value he's able to bring you know the type of guests he's able to bring in generally he's bringing people to ireland that no one else could he's know? amazing no, guys, yeah. yeah no one else could he's bringing them in who are like the top of his field you know because he's built these connections himself and um and you know now we're able to get involved with really cool companies uh, as sponsors or there's di- or different things like even it was really cool the last event and um, one of our friends has launched his own company called five star stay um, yeah the uh, airbnb yeah yeah uh, so it's like he has like really high-end um lo- uh, luxury accommodation um and you know he'd be competing with like the suite and the marion for you know right okay competitive prices and he's even ventured into London now, and he's he's re- like he's another guy who again yeah. academically would not be yeah. you know a guy who put, maybe put much effort into it or you know ever you know is going to score top of the class. But my God, he's doing you know he's really building a business. He has lots of people who work for him and rely on him, and I think that is so cool. Like, I went into his office the other day, and it was just so cool. Like you know, I just think like like that is like, I'm so happy to see someone be able to like achieve achieve that and one of my friends and then also like be able to see like we are able to run an event rob and i and then a sponsor of the event yeah. is, is is one of our friends businesses like that's so a cool way to try help each other out oh, and, yeah. um yeah no really cool and um so there's like a, a a so yeah we ran two events we did one in november and then one in February, so pretty quick between each other, similar, but the venue was almost double the size for the second one. Yeah, well, was that the second one was huge. Yes, huge. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, it was nearly a sellout. Um, but yeah. it was very good. Um, and we we kind of don't give ourselves the we kind of put ourselves under pressure both times. Like the first one, I think we we promoted it. We basically came up with the idea. I think it was two weeks and basically two weeks before. Then literally four days later, five days later, we um launched it got the venue launched it oh so right. i thought you meant two days before the date it was sorry on. two weeks weeks before yeah pretty much no two weeks before basically it was on i think oh really maybe we, la- maybe we launched two weeks before but we came up with the idea three weeks before. right and i nearly saw that in two weeks right? yeah okay. it was amazing as well there was a lot of like you know i guess established promotion companies like multiple of them approaching us trying to get involved and doing all this kind of stuff and like it's so crazy because we might have even ran an event yeah we're still trying to get involved because you can just see the type of you know excitement um you know rob was able to bring to it and you know how well we were kind of trying to run the days so yeah i it's really good i like, guess it's such a good atmosphere at them and um it, it no it's, it's been it's been really uh, i guess something really fun to be doing definitely on the side for me i, I really enjoy it and like i didn't think obviously when i started doing my accountancy uh, graduate program that I this think, would be part yeah, of the journey one of, one of yeah. the skill sets I'd, I'd leave with would be oh event planning um, <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I might start my own wedding planning business uh but there's a yeah there's a there's, you know, it's been it's been pretty cool. I really I really enjoyed that process and um, the whole thing. And it's like every day was a problem. Do you know what I mean? Or every day afterwards we had an issue or yeah. this like this this problem. But like to be honest, sometimes me and Rob would be laughing to each other. Like Asher, no crack if there was everything went smoothly. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. We, you know, we need to get this insurance or we didn't get this insurance or we need to get like you know oh like you know somebody might be you know like giving us hassle on you know. Uh, 
on a service being provided or even just trying to get like you know trying to get the audio you know we have a big problem last minute and like the speakers don't have microphones and we just have to like you know like rob's up there presenting and the microphone's cut and he just has to roll with it yeah and, no and, they, and it's really fun just doing it with your friend it's it's really good it's cool it's really good cracking um it's great how business can take you on those adventures yeah. I, went, I went down to australia to be an investment banker and three years later, I came out an events guy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was just, it was remarkable. Exactly, yeah. You went from there to Google. So it's yeah. completely like, you can just, yeah, you, like again, it goes back to maybe not having the plan, you know? Like not you don't, yeah, plan. and you shouldn't really always have, you know, maybe just a general direction. You just yeah, want to be always be getting better. Yeah, always um, getting better. But like, you shouldn't have a tunnel vision, you know, probably, yeah. you know? I, from my experience, not that I'm speaking from some yeah, yeah. <laughs> destination well, either. Like, but, you know, but that's um, all we, we, we have to go off. Um, so jumping into a couple of quick fires then for you. Yeah, far away. Yeah. Unless do you have anything else you want to add? No, yeah, sure. Try away. Um, a book you'd recommend? Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, don't read. You don't read. Yeah, don't don't. I don't make time to read. No, it's too busy. Usually in Starbucks, having how many coffees uh, a day? You're uh, so late. It's a dark place. Um, <laughs> what is it? Like four or Oh, way more. No way. So some days I would have like I might even. I think the other day I had three cans of Monster and like two or three coffees. You kid it. The purple one. Oh out. my god. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, so the um the uh I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yes, so, okay, yeah, yeah. So well, hang on, no, no, don't listen to any other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I listen to Grad Life and then once he does an update in episode, I uh I then move on to uh, I've only listened to Joe Rogan experience forever. Um, yeah, he's good, yeah. Yeah, years and years and years. But you kinda of pick and choose on those um like they can be really really silly or they can be very informative yeah. so like it depends on what you're doing just i'd say if you haven't got into it like research it and um, yeah uh you know what you may be interested in and you'll and you'll, you'll have there's really good ones to go back on and mm. um, it depends on if it's sports or if it's you know just other comedians want to listen to funny people talk yeah you know or like you listen i think he does these fight companions where he's meant to be watching the oh, ufc yeah, you love the UFC, yeah but sure yeah. they don't really watch the ufc oh, talk crap. yeah like, <laughs> they literally watch one fight and over the end like don't even talk about it it's about yeah. four hours like um, yeah, there's a balance between extracting value and melting your brain. That's yeah. the kind of, you know, that's the... Exactly. So, like, sometimes I do, like, I love, okay, so I have the ones that are, like, probably more educational, like, I really like hardcore histories, which is funny because I didn't even study history in school. Yeah, that's um, interesting. I've actually kind of gotten into history yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, Dan Carlin, so he does hardcore histories, and they don't come out that frequently, but they're so good. They're, like, they're really, like, he's, the guy speaks really well, and they just, he says he's not a historian, but he is. Right. And it's just, like... He goes into like detail and it'll go all the way through. It could be World War One, and he goes like it could be a five part podcast. He's in like three or four hours. Right. So it's really grilled, but it's not maybe something you'll listen to going to bed at night. You know, you kind of need to get yourself yeah. a bit of it. You need to be like a long alert. drive or something. Yeah, like I can kind of switch off and listen to like I listen to like the Fire and the Kid or like yeah, uh, Chris D'Elia. He does our Bill Burr. They do oh, funny yeah, yeah. one man podcasts. Bill they're Burr's hilarious. Great. But like I, they're kind of ones to switch off. One other one is like I know some people listen to Radio Lab, but there's another one I think it's called um, Rag and Bone. Or I don't know if if you took this if you search bone or whatever it is it's like uh, right, it's okay. like a, it's a, they talk about like usually kind of weird messed up things but it's like more like CSI like the go oh, to like right, interesting it's okay like um a quote that have you have is there a quote that you've lived by or anything oh I don't know like, I think LinkedIn and stuff has ruined quotes I always find like Instagram is just covered in quotes yeah, as well they've yeah just right. ru- they've just ruined it haven't they like literally have just ruined it like yeah. it's just like uh, I don't know it's it's tough like they used to I always think like the quote was like. You know, used to hear it off like a teacher or like, yeah, you know, like you know your your they were great. Your, dad, they were your granddad, and it'd be like this really wise piece of advice. Now it's just like nonsense, like clickbait a lot of times. Yeah, so, I don't know. I I 
it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I don't know what like what. There's one that has escaped. I've never seen it on any of the the pages. Um, it's I I, I don't think it's meant to be. Well, I guess what all quotes are extractions from a larger thing. But this was the last. Uh, I think it was the last line in a book I read, and it was open your eyes and see all you can with them. For one day they'll close forever. And I thought that was a very, it was, it was a kind of, it's a, it a book about Nazi Germany. It was a pretty kind of deep setting. And then they said that and it was amazing. But that hasn't been um, uh, bastardized by, by yeah, social yeah. media yet, which is good. Too much context can't fit in the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, an inspirational person you know? Um, yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people. Um, I suppose one of the big things that actually probably has happened as well over the course of my training contract and probably something I could probably should have talked about earlier but um uh, my even like so i'm from a family business background and uh my uh my with fam- bars and restaurants yeah so yeah so let's say my family had a pub there and even my dad my and my dad and my grandmother ran the company yeah my mum passed away when i was a kid right basically they run the company and they both fell quite ill over the last couple of years so we had to really step in to run it and it's mm. quite difficult obviously because like you know i'm like you know, a lot of people who are listening to this podcast probably are going to be on, or you know yourself, you know, where you're studying maybe and doing and working and you're trying to progress in your work, you know, and you're trying to learn. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't, I didn't find the work is difficult, you know, yes. um, well, it definitely wasn't me. So, you know, I was, uh, you know, it wasn't many hours left in the day to be, you know, taking on this business that, you know, at that point, you know, it was probably struggling, you know, and it was very difficult. And it's also like, you know, it wasn't even like it was my business that I'd run it running into this position you know we're just getting handed the ball the last 10 minutes and just we we is tom sorry 26 and mick 23 yeah my younger brother and and, and my the rest of my family as well um, my brother kind of really took over the day-to-day probably and my sister also was working in there as well helping out and they both took big sacrifices like my dad my brother to fairly's college course and you know you know people always want to talk about the success stories but that was like a really difficult time definitely for all of us and trying to juggle it and you know obviously your family member's been ill is not it's not it's not great but the pressure that comes with maybe um the pressure that comes with you know financial strain is also massive um and then on the top of that you know people being sick is stressful as well and we kind of been through this before like you know years ago with my mom so it was a lot of there was a lot you mean like you know, we kind of we were scared of what way it was going to go yeah. and like it wasn't unknown to us which was almost worse there's so much on the line yeah there's a lot on the line and then it's just it was just difficult because like i say you work a nine-to-five job very hard to you know make calls or do anything for joe i was trying mm. to do the lot of long-term elements you know so ultimately you wanted to maybe you know sell the premises or you know sell sell the, sell the company or anything like that you know it was very uh, and i was probably probably quite at my depth i very sold a car up to that point so that was a huge learning curve and i will say working in like working in a smaller practice was definitely and seeing so many private businesses and being exposed to smaller yeah, businesses you were just the workings of somewhat yeah at least somewhat yeah, <laughs> yeah like i was i'm not doing that in my job yeah. but my god like just even seeing some of the lingo and seeing some of the yeah seeing anything just helped me get a better understanding or even be able to take on you know doing the books and stuff like that internally you know in the house like my grandmother used to do and maybe she was probably you know should have retired long, long, long before that, you know, yeah. like, you know, it probably wasn't fair in her, that I'd be able to say at least able to contribute by reducing, say, the audit bill or something like that because I could do a lot more of the work, yeah. you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And that was huge learning experience for me. And Jesus, if it come a year or two earlier, I don't think I would have been ready mm-hmm. for it. And it kind of goes back to the maturity and some of that would stem from work and some of that just 
like stem from just getting older. Yeah. Well, um, I, I remember our phone calls when you were, I was in Australia and you were walking through that and I was in awe of the fact that you were holding all of this up as an accounting job that's demanding, then exams and then uh, two by ill health and then the, all the property stuff. Yeah, and, and I guess the worst part about it is also, I don't know if anyone listens from a family uh, business background, but it's like, it's not like real business, you know? Like if I go in my own work, you know, nobody actually gets that upset with each other because, you know, everyone is cordial and like, you know, yeah. you're there for like, you know, everyone's professional and, <laughs> and they work as a team. But like, my God, like just think about like you arguing with your sister or brother over their TV remote at Christmas time and yeah. you spent a few days together. It's just like, this is like, and throwing like the business I and mean, yeah. everyone's blaming everybody and you know everybody feels like they're not being respected and yeah i think you really just have to learn how to put that aside and realize you do have a common goal here yeah. and you just have to stop acting like you're five years old and, yeah. and get on with it That's and, and yeah, that was yeah it was a really difficult time but thankfully you know um things that did really turn around and we managed to really put ourselves in the right direction we're almost we're not fully there yet but we're on the way and a lot of things have definitely it's really improved so yeah. that was huge relief and um, getting getting a lot of our goals achieved um recently enough so that's been a massive weight off my mind so yeah um uh, i a huge learning curve 100 percent huge learning curve yeah and i think it will really stand to me and i actually can see some of it rubbing off and work i'm definitely sharper at a few different things or you know i i when i hear say a partner or the client or someone maybe talk about something you know, a bit more high level in business. So I'm like, oh God, I actually, yeah, <laughs> going back, sorry, I'm totally, no. totally out of the way here. Uh, inspirations that I would know, some of them would be um, during that time, one thing, and it kind of goes back as well, what you said earlier about, you know, putting the ego completely to the side yeah. and being uh, uh, humble and uh, having humility. Like I was very much aware, I was well out of my depth. Now I have definitely enough, um, I don't know what you call it, maybe arrogance or naivety or whatever it was that I thought, geez, okay, I'll take it on. Like, I have to, well, I have to, like, mm. you know, but I wasn't too afraid. I still, you know, would yeah. up to it. But I guess at the same time, I like, I'd have to try, I'd back myself, but I was very aware when I'd be out of my debt. And I, thankfully, you know, I had, I was in a position in my family of, you know, uh, have a good, like, you know, my father had a good name and was able to, yeah. you know, we had plenty of people I could probably reach out to just for advice. And sometimes the advice wouldn't even be, wouldn't even like we mightn't even implement the advice but having that conversation is not just comforting with somebody yeah. but then like like i said about say uh, no mac he was able to take the advice and go okay that means that's not applicable here yeah. to me but it could come down the road or you might not even be able to do act on it but it's just like okay well still but and you're also making connections as you're going along and there's a lot of people there who i was able to reach out to and god they were able to help me like yeah and it was just so um and probably more than they even realize sometimes. So some yeah. people even would directly go out of their way and they'd be able to, you know, make a phone call that would really help me, um, one hundred percent. But then there would also some people who might just give me advice, and you know, it, it might even come to fruition. But I really took from like just the I, energy yeah, exchange, and, and like I would think to myself, like, geez, I would love to be like them someday. Yeah, like, I would just, I suppose, my ultimate goal would be to be like. To be I, someone who, yeah, I don't even know what I'd be doing. Like, I don't know if it would be a partner in a firm. I don't know if I would be a. a in a practice or, or if I don't know if I would have my own company I don't really know yeah. at all but all I do know is like I would like to you know every day be getting becoming closer to being a business person that I would admire 
Do you know what yeah, I mean? That's sure. that's it. And then kind of in the realms that I like. Yeah. And that's that's all I'd be trying to trend in that direction. Yeah. So there is a few people like I know um But you've painted a vision for the type of person. Mm, yeah. So for me it's a very clear idea. Someone who is yeah. near the top of the game and in a position to help others and be yeah. inspiring to There's some people who I know in, in kind of the property world who I, I, I reached out to and they were excellent. And I and then uh, one of my cousins as well, he's uh, he runs the Temple Bar, he owns Temple Bar in right. town and he's uh, Tom here and he was outstanding he really helped me right, a lot okay. and gave me just like just even being able to talk to him and stuff was like comforting for me at the time yeah. gave me a lot of confidence me and make a lot of confidence and we were able to and it mightn't even be what we implemented his advice but yeah. just you know knowing that you know we're talking to people who are smart enough sure. was great yeah. and uh, I really took I, I would like you know obviously and seeing where there's a goal at the end of it like you want to try to get closer to being like him yeah, like any of yeah. and also some of my friends like I like I talked about like um, the five star stay and Rob and stuff and then there's also um, Brian my friend um, Brian he's outstanding like I see how quickly he developed and he didn't even like he might have like, he didn't go to college no but yeah. Jesus Christ he's a sharp side a lot like, yeah. like he's done so well for himself and continuing to do well and he did the last to tell you that but yeah. he is like I definitely see how hard he worked and stuff like that, and that was one of the things well, I used to think. People to thought he was crazy. Instead of going to college, he went out to Nigeria yeah, for yeah, three yeah, or four yeah. years. And, and but like, I see that, and I'm like, wow, that's. I was like, if he can get through that, that's yeah, good. fair play. Good, in, like, I suppose inspiration is a silly word, but like, it's just, it does, you think to yourself, geez, okay, I am able. You know so, what I mean? your group of friends actually have been remarkable. You've got two professional rugby players, you've got. Uh, you who are like it is there's loads of lads as well who are just doing really well and they will eventually they yeah, might sure. be able to sing and dance about it yet but yeah, they yeah, will yeah. be so super super successful but like uh, I, I, I think it's like you to say I, 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 some people are like, oh surround yourself with like-minded people we wouldn't all be the similar I guess in, in some regards you know what I mean but I, I, one thing I do I do think is like, like thinking back then I just said recently I said a lot of people are from a kind of a family business background yeah a lot of them, particularly in my group. So I think a lot of people have that appreciation for business and also mm. kind of had that, um, I guess, uh, I guess we would talk about things where a lot of our, a lot of other people wouldn't. So say like, I know my, my girlfriend, she would be kind of from, like, um, a lot of her family would be more like professionals. Right. Where like you would attend a, 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 a christening in my family or something like that. A christening or a wedding or something, and there'd be barely a college degree in the room. <laughs> really? like, honestly, yeah. yeah. But the people could be doing really well for themselves, yeah. you know. But a lot of people just have businesses and different things like that. Whereas, you know, if I attend something, one of her, uh, an event with uh, her family, there's doctors and there's lawyers and there's loads yeah. of accountants and there's, you know, everyone has, or they're really high up in, you know, big corporations or they're doing really well. You know, they're like, really uh, multiple degrees and you know like yeah. their parents had degrees and you know there's none of that in my family you guys are entrepreneurs oh well i don't know i don't i usually don't like that word yeah, I hate like that word as well. you're either like you know glorified barman you know most of the time but like <laughs> that's the end of it like you, you just you just kind of you just that that you you're just conditioned to grow up in that atmosphere so like sometimes you'd be sitting in a restaurant and like my friends or me would be pointing out the things or my brother would say like oh i don't like that or those lights are stupid or you know look how many staff they have here on they couldn't be making money yeah. that's the things we're always talking about when i talk about like it's conversations something i genuinely be interested in yeah whereas you know i know like my girlfriend would say to me like what are you like can you not just have dinner and i talk about it? that stuff as well yeah, it's like, me yeah but it really yeah. annoys people and they should be like you have to sit still, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And just enjoy the place that you're in. <laughs> in this poor person's restaurant. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, not that, like, it's just what would interest me. And it takes you a long time sometimes to realize that you can grow up in a bubble. And I certainly probably did, where, yeah. you know, that's the, 
the world I was in and like the business definitely came first in our family still yeah. does and it always has and I probably to a lot of people they'd be like no no that's not the way I want my family mm. to be and I probably wouldn't want my family to be like that but that's just that was the world I yeah. grew up in and yeah, you have to you just roll with it yeah. and everyone reacts to it differently but um I think a lot of my friends grew up in a similar way. And yeah. like, uh, it, 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 look, we probably have a lot of shortcomings because of it, but yeah. um, it's, it's definitely there. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely there. Is there someone you um, who inspires you who you don't know, who these guys can say look up or anything like that? Uh, yeah. I or do you, you, know, you don't really go in for that much, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, like, yeah look, there's a lot of people that read those books and all this kind of stuff. And I know everyone always says, like, I, always, I, made, I make a joke about like, LinkedIn, I think that like, Ninth, it's like I say it's like I can't remember the tweet, it's something stupid, not that anyone listens to me on Twitter, but like it's like eighty percent of LinkedIn posts are um story story fake stories about um some kid getting to getting told off by their teacher or doing badly in class or told to do better in class and it turns out to be Elon Musk and or Richard Branson. Like <laughs> like it's always that story, isn't it? I've heard people put up I've seen people put up that story about whom a uh, uh, mutual acquaintance were yeah. who I know it for a fact to be false. And they say, like, I quote this teacher, they said this, like, no, they absolutely did not. And it's just this common, they just copy and paste it. Yeah, I know. But look, it's probably an inspirational story. I mean, sure, if it helps one person, it's probably great. Yeah. And it probably has helped loads. So. But it's but also it's just, like, just ridiculous. Like, yeah, well, I can't it's, relate. It's like, I see Elon Musk, and I can't relate to him, where I can relate to my cousin who yeah, says, yeah. that business. I'm like, geez, someday if I work really hard, it'll be yeah, like someone cool. like him, yeah. you know? Like, well, the small business thing, for guys listening, I think the small business thing should definitely be a takeaway because that was a huge, uh, like Elon you Musk, showed me a different world. Yeah. Like Elon Musk is going to be way smarter than I can Yeah, of course. Yeah, so like, yeah, I cannot invent a rocket ship. Yeah. Um, a life lesson you've learned in your, in your, well, in your life or in your career so far? Jesus, yeah. It's, don't, don't like know. it? Fair enough. A life lesson? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I suppose uh, learning how to uh, take in other people's point of view, you know, definitely naturally. I'm trying to see their side. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, good. and like being able to maybe calm down a little bit. I probably too, and coffee's probably not helping this. <laughs> yeah. Too um, too. If I'm like focused on trying to get something done, or if yeah. I'm too probably dismissive and stuff. I think in the past, where I think now, I'm probably a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Still a long way to go. But. That comes, I think, with leadership over time. Um, and lastly, then, what is a change that you wish to see in the world? Oh God. Um. What do you say for this? I save you this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine is um, mine is childhood obesity. I'd love to see that solved. Oh God, but there's so many. There's childhood obesity. There's the, the, the obviously the planetary crisis as well. And um, there's a refugee. Do you know what? Near me, up near uh, Mosme, mm. there's a a ref- in Mosme. Um, there is a refugee camp there, and I'm pretty sure that they just kind of like do nothing all day. And I'm not saying in an attack in a way of attacking them. I'm saying what a shame. Well, like yeah, why can't there be, be involved uh, in society yeah. yeah society has a lot of problems I mean, there's so much latent capital so, in those people can so, we not use them yeah, to do so hard to get, you can't get a job you don't have PPS number or address or anything I, I, I was thinking about it because it was, that was told to me over Christmas and I was watching Schindler's List and one little kind of like long 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 shot idea I have you know those coffee cups that people use the replaceable ones yeah yeah I think they should catch on I just think they should and I'd love to see a factory for those Filled with people who need employment to give them purpose oh, and, and an income and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think um, anything you can implement like that. Like, like, yeah, I think that would be great. But obviously, I haven't run numbers. Actually, one uh, life lesson and um, something I did realize as well along, and it kind of goes back to saying that culture amongst your friends and you're kind of sometimes in a bit of an echo chamber if you're all quite similar. Like you could say, 
one thing I didn't realize is like I take that into account. And I thought like, okay, like, this is like the key. This is this qualification is a key to kind of get yeah. to the top, no matter what you want to do in business, right? So like it's a real, I know, passport is probably a cliche, but passport yeah. business, you know, to do, to people just take you more seriously, no matter what you do. What a cliche. And um, yeah, <laughs> and take it more seriously anyway. But that's the idea. But I remember like meeting people and they were doing great in the exams and stuff like that. You know, like they're not people working my class, but like just people that, like you'd be chatting to. In, uh, at the lectures or something like that. and one of them was like oh yeah I might you know, I'd love to work in like I can't remember what they said maybe payroll or one of these other departments that, like basically looking for something that's very easy afterwards and yeah. I was just like what? like what are you talking about right? I used to see people and they'd be like oh that financial controller does a four day week and gets paid like 80 grand I would love to have that such an easy like to me that was like crazy I was like no like you want to be working six or seven days and you can get like and you get paid double that and then I go and then sure by the time you're 50 you don't need to work or yeah. you, know, you can sit back and whatever like that's the mentality I would have but I was like it took me a long time to realize that like not everyone's goals are the same as yours are like are just Brilliant. yeah just financial or just like like at a or probably a shadow as maybe ones that i had and like you probably think and it's like and it's not like they have less ambition that's a yeah. key it's not like they have less ambition because it's like their ambitions are just different so some people like their big thing is travel like they want to travel and like their job is really just facilitate that travel and to help them move somewhere else and work there and stuff like that and that is like maybe like that's their primary goal. Yeah. Like progressing in a company and stuff, that's cool. But like they don't you they're not like they're not looking to really I, I, I think you could be like, you know, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable about like they might come out and say it, but then they probably don't really want to be the like, you know, the ultimate boss. They yeah. might do a lot of people I remember finding it bizarre when I heard of people in the yeah. bank saying, I don't want to be CEO of the bank. I'm like, well, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, but sure, yeah. <laughs> like, but other but they probably like, look at us like we are idiots. Yeah, and they probably probably are, but it's like you're it's like Kind of, you kind of realize that like I know like everyone says surrounding themselves with like minded people, but sometimes don't. Don't you know? like being exposed and definitely as I've been working just from you know meeting more people and definitely since post college because in college you still kind of pick who you hang out with. Yeah. Where um being exposed to the kind of just more variety of people like I appreciate other people's ambitions and goals way more like definitely like I definitely understand and sometimes I hear people like oh, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna travel here or I'm gonna try you know do this that I can work like one day a week for charity or do something yeah. I'm just like wow that is like that is so like that is so cool yeah. I'm not gonna do it probably but like my god that is so cool yeah you know, I'm, like, I'm, that's a huge like my mind doesn't even well. go that way I'm just like I'm obviously a terrible person but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you I'm just like that's it's like you kind of sometimes need to be put in front of people that maybe you wouldn't, you know, uh, you know, link up with yeah, in college. Yeah. You're not going to join a society that has them in it. Or yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I agree. That's a huge lesson. I've learned that as well. Um, well, it's been a pleasure chatting. And I have to say, um, kind of one on record, that in terms of people who I know who are an inspiration, you're definitely one of them. And that only became... So that, that's always been true about uh, the work ethic and... and this gift that you have that I've mentioned that people won't appreciate just with, in a one-to-one interaction with your, your gift with people and, 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 and getting on with them and bringing the best out of them when you walk into a room, knowing them or not. Um, but then just hearing about all you've been through with the, 
uh, with the business and that kind of time in your life. And I'm also not, I'm not, wouldn't, I'd like to caveat and say like, there's people out there who have made time more difficult Yeah, of me, course, so, no, but just the, but being close, so I, I, yeah, I haven't I seen those people. I my experience. Right? I know, and yeah. I haven't seen those people from close range, but I've seen yeah. you from close range. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, well, your listeners have too as well. Yeah. First video podcast I'm on, I couldn't believe. <laughs> I go, you had, I, I saw a picture, it's like you're, you had a really good podcast with Killian Hill. Killian Hill, yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen to that one if you haven't. Uh, well, between one. Killian and yeah. you, now I had Tommy Bryan last week. You're all oh, across yeah. the Atlantic over Christmas. What do you do over Christmas? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, at the Atlantic. And I was just like, I was like, I can't believe you chose me to be your first video one. I was just like, I go, those two guys are worldies compared to me. <laughs> Scared away everything. I'm gonna have to Photoshop it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah Photoshop <laughs> distorted. Like any sort of Snapchat filter, you put like kitten eyes on me for the whole thing. Like, a bit oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, sure. brilliant, uh, brilliant having you on. Yeah, Thank sure. you very much. Thank Keep you it up. Great. Well done. <laughs>